Welcome to Sex and the Suburbs, the podcast for moms to talk about sex. I'm Caitlin Magraeus, founder of Be Her Village, and along with me is Heather Simonson, sex therapist and owner of Sea Change Holistic Wellness Center. This podcast is about all the things that don't get talked about. Sex, motherhood, parenting, relationships, and everything in between. So today we are talking about sex and answering a really basic question. What is sex? What is intimacy? What is sexual contact? What is sexual sexuality? Yes. And what are the differences? Does it matter if there's a difference? Because I think I'm just going to like be, I'll play the non-expert like, Sex is when a penis goes in a vagina. Mm-hmm. Counter. Counterpoint me on that, because I know that that's not the whole picture. But let's talk about what else sex is. Okay. Well, first, there is difference between sex and sexuality, right? Sexuality is an integral facet of who we are as people. Mm. And um, and I'll get more into that in a little bit. But and even if you wrote the word out of sexuality, sex is only part of that, right? And it's just really only one facet of our sexuality as a whole. Um, and while most people, when they hear the word sex, think of either the act of, or even most of the time, gender, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh right, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like sex as in male or female. Which yeah. nowadays we can't, we, we're not, there's way more to there's so, well, gender, to that, gender, a gender right. identity than just saying male or female also. Yes. Um, but historically speaking, I think it's probably safe to say that, right? Like that's what it is. It's a checkbox, right? Mm-hmm. Um, recent history anyway, because yes. if you go far enough back, similar to birth, right? Like in recent history... Home birth is brand new and hospital birth is, but if you go further back, it's actually home birth was the only thing. And I think similarly with gender, yes, gender was not this binary construct no. way back when. So way, way back when. Yeah. Unfortunately. So it's almost so. like a modern history. That's true. It's a very a good point. Gender. Yeah. Look at me. Now I'm the expert. Yeah, <laughs> you are. That's why we're doing this together. I know. I love it. So, um, so yeah, so I think that when people hear the word sex, they think of it in, in one of those two facets. Now, as far as sexuality goes, and this might be answering the other, well, not the other question, but you asked like what sex is, but I'm going to yeah. answer the, what is sexuality? Like what's the difference? Piece first. Yeah. Well, sexuality, again, is, is really more about who we are. Mm. And there's a model, it's called the Circles of Sexuality, created by a sexologist, Dennis Daly. Um, Being a sexologist sounds like a career I'd be interested in, by the way, as an aside. You, I think you awesome. partially are. are. Is there not a degree needed? <laughs> Can I, I just be think... Caitlin McGregor's sexologist? Um, I think we'd have to do some work, okay. but... <laughs> but it's manageable? But I think it's manageable. <laughs> I think I think you're partway there, okay. for sure. <laughs> um, but so there's this model called the Circles of Sexuality, and it has, uh, I believe it's five different circles in it, and it includes sensuality, our sexual and reproductive health, um, our, and sexuality. So it, and in each of those models, 
I should probably have it sitting in front of me, but each of those models breaks it down even further, right? Oh, one of them is sexualization, which Mm -hmm. is a very interesting one. So sexualization is the way that we utilize our sexuality Hmm. in the world, right? And so one of the facets that's underneath that, that particular circle is sexual assault and rape, right? But also flirting. Right. I was going to, like, when you said the way we use it, I'm like, like, to get the garbage taken out or... Kind of. That's kind of how I use it. Or to attract your mate, (laughs) right? right? Or I like the way you put it better. Like, can you take the, you know, come on, honey, right? So, yeah, that's exactly what sexualization is, right? But but since sexual assault and rape is not about sex and it's about power and how we use our own power to, I guess, assert power or uh, have control over another being... Um, it falls under that category. Mm-hmm. But it also is to attract your mate and how we, you know, utilize what we have in terms mm-hmm. of that um, to be able to be intimate with our partners. Interesting. So never thought of it as a tool, but it, it, it very much is. It very much is. Yeah. It colors so much of what we do mm-hmm. every day, things that we don't even recognize or realize. Um, so there's that aspect of it, right? Then there's the intimacy part. And then there's, um, you know, under that uh, facet, there's, and I think we've talked about this, is skin hunger, mm. right? Like that's a part of sexuality, right? The literal need to be touched. And by the way, and this kind of falls under the definition of what sex is, um, non-sexual touch is integral to having good sex mm. and to having good sexual connection and chemistry and being and having intimacy because intimacy often translates to sex or it does in people's minds but it's not intimacy is completely separate and apart right intimacy to me sex. is emotional it's a closeness of vulnerability like I can be intimate with somebody and not be sexual Absolutely. or have sex with them yes it can happen in friendships it can happen in professional relationships it's just to me, it's it's just this closeness. Yes. Can we back up though? Yes. <laughs> You've already lost. Don't me. be. I'm sorry. Am <laughs> no, I all over good. the place already? No, not at all. I just want to make sure that the people listening understand it. And I'm just gonna again play like the non-expert here because I'm not. Is what do you mean when you say non uh, to have sexual or to have sex? You need to have non-sexual contact. Can you just go into that a little bit more? Like, yeah. And you know, I make a blanket statement, but I shouldn't, right? Because it's kind of a generalization. And that many people, I think it's probably safe to say more oftentimes women than men, Mm -hmm. need to have physical affection and closeness that's not about sex. Okay. And that the thing that I see is a pattern. And probably 99% of the couples that I work with, and even not with the couples, but probably even women who come in for sexual related issues in their relationship, Mm. one of the biggest things that people talk about is that every time my partner goes to touch me or like I think that they want sex from me. Mm. Yes. Yes. And that non-sexual touch without any expectation, um makes people feel safe and close and that it's not about this 
It's not a means to an end. It's not. Thank you. I want yeah. in my head. I wanted to say ulterior motive, but it makes it sound like this negative connotation. Right. But, but just it's, it's not a it's means. It's not like to you're an touching end. and stroking my hand because you want to. You know, because you're get coming busy on today. later. Yeah, it's you're touching and stroking my hand because we're watching a show together, and it just felt like the thing you wanted to do in that moment. Correct. And you wanted to feel my skin. Yes. 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 Oh my God. When I talk to you about stuff like that, I want to go snuggle my husband. I know. <laughs> it's like such a sweet thing that you're conjuring up. The non-sexual touch. Non-sexual. It's affection. That's really what affection. it is. It's affection. It's being physically affectionate with each other yeah. that I even need to pay more attention to in my own relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, Our first podcast, we talked about this. And one of the things I said, and it's still very much true, is like, it's almost like the more non-sexual contact that we have, it leads to more sex. Correct. Because there's no pressure on me to like, and sometimes like I can feel the difference too. And I mean, he's, he's not subtle, but like I can feel like, and I'll just be like, can you, can you just back up? Like, I will give it to you later. Just back up because I don't need this. Uh, my friend calls it like, she'll be like, he's barking up the tree, you know? And I'm like, and sometimes my husband's like, bark, bark. I'm like, just, I get it. Back off. <laughs> you know? Cause it's, because there is this feeling of like non-sexual contact of just, you know, we're just close and cute and it's like you're dating again. Yes. And then there's this like very direct, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Please. Like, do you remember? I mean, I remember. I remember distinctly sitting in a movie theater and like the moment that you just touch each other's hands mm. and even for like the, the first time. The electricity. The sp- oh, yes. That. Oh my god, it's the chills. I, my can, I feel elbow, it. We were watching our first date was um watching we were in my apartment. We worked together, so our first date was in my apartment and we were watching office reruns. It's like such a lame first date, except it was like it was a first date that we didn't know because we worked together, so we were so nervous about crossing that the boundary. Line. Uh-huh. And I remember like getting close to him and our elbows touched. Oh my god, that elbow touch. It was life-changing and totally non-sexual, but oh my goodness, it felt amazing. Like that but it we was sensual. Super, yeah. And that's that's what it does, right? It yeah. creates the sensuality, this chemistry mm-hmm. between you, and and it's 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 like vitality. It mm-hmm. really brings vitality to your relationship when when you have that. But there really needs to be this mindset of it not being like I want something from for you from yes. you or and, and again that's I think we might have talked about that I don't remember if it was on podcast or off <laughs> or just, Who knows? just when we're hanging out <laughs> um but that there is that there is this feeling um you know of of uh it and again more often I see it in women of this feeling that it's something that they're giving yes Right, sex is yes. is something that they're like doing for mm-hmm. the other, yep. and not that it's something that you're doing it's for an yourself. It's it, like, and it's oftentimes the feels of the like, cup. yeah, yes, yes, very much so. So you know, so this is one of those ways of that of creating that spark that people mm. look for that they want that back in right. for, like people remember it. Yeah, from the beginning when of you're their in relationship. Year nine of marriage, it's like where where is the spark? And you have to create it in you those ways. You have to create it. Yeah. And so, and this is one of those ways that I think gets underestimated for not everybody, but for many, mm. that it's just like that these kinds of, these kinds of touches yeah. is, 
it, it, it will be a means to an end, but not like an not immediate thing. I love that. I love that we're sitting here on a podcast about sex, talking about elbow touching I'm, and hand touching. Like, because who? You, that's not what you think you'd be tuning into. You think we'd be talking about like raunchy, you know, R-rated, X-rated things, but it really like... And we might at some we, point too. We definitely will. <laughs> if we're not, we're doing this wrong. But, but it's just interesting that we, like when we talk about what is sex... That has to be included in the it conversation. It does. And it is yeah. is highly underestimated. Um, you know, it's like, I think about like the, again, just the the buildup of things. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. foreplay is, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they think about foreplay, they think, you know, first base, second base, third base, and maybe not as an adult, but like going back to that. I forgot about the bases. I'm bases. so excited about bases. Right? Like, can I finally get a clear definition of, of what, what the they bases are? Because yeah. I know that there was like an ongoing debate in middle school. Was like, there? Well, at least for me and my friend. Yeah, like, what are the bases? But that's probably for another that's day. That's another time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it can be, you know, that that's what is considered to be foreplay, is yes. right? Like kissing, you know, going up somebody's shirt, touching their privates, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. But foreplay happens not even just with the kind of touch it's that we're talking about. Foreplay. It's the intellectual oh, foreplay and the yes. emotional foreplay and the attending to someone's needs and speaking their love language and mm. all of those things, which by the way, one of the love languages is physical touch, which does not equate to sex. Oh, and so oftentimes when I'll present this book or the or the concepts behind the love languages and I will lay out what the five love languages are, mm-hmm. automatically people will be like, oh, I know mine's physical touch. And, and they're often thinking like, it's sex. Right. So that's just like, no, no, sh- everybody, or most people love sex. It's really, it's, there's more to it's, it. It's, there's more to it. Yeah. It's, it's about the type of touch that we're really talking about. Right. Rather than it being about sex. Wow. So what else? Can we just like go back to the, thank you for answering. That was a really good like uh, tangent of. It was a tangent. Non- <laughs> right. But I think, I, I think throwing something out like non-sexual touch is necessary to have sex is like a, a big thing to say. So I appreciate you taking the time to mm-hmm. answer it. But what else? So non-sexual contact is part of sex, right? So sex, sexuality, what else? I mean, I'm thinking about like just even masturbation, right? Like having sex with yourself versus having it with a partner or with a group as the case may be. But I think there's this idea that sex needs to be done with another party. That's an excellent point, Caitlin. And it's so true, right? Like solo sex, Mm -hmm. the sex. For sure. And, um, and you know, as sex therapists and even across the field, I think it's pretty common that we encourage people to self-pleasure mm-hmm. even prior to, you know, being in a relationship. Um, and we're not talking about like young kids, and, or although pleasure is a really important part of their own sexual development for sure. Yeah. Um, and but, a lot of kids, I mean, we kind of, I would love to talk about this probably in a whole other episode yes. about raising kids and we talked about it a little bit off the air but a lot of kids find themselves and their sexual parts and their sexual pleasure well before any parent is sitting down and having a discussion with oh them well before it. well before and most yeah. yes absolutely i mean look honestly if we if we want to go there for just even for a split let's second yeah let's do it 
babies are, I mean, you know this, we're, we're talking about babies and parenting and things like that also, right? So like mm-hmm. babies touch their genitalia. Yep. Baby boys get erections. They mm-hmm. have erections their like whole immediately. life. Immediately. That's definitely, in the no, womb. Nobody told in the womb. I in didn't the know womb. that. Nobody told this is like add that to the list of things nobody told me about motherhood. <laughs> I didn't know baby boys had erections at three days old. Absolutely. But they do. They do. Yeah. They do. And and girls find their vulvas and why do they touch it or try to stick their hand down their diaper? Well part Feels because good. it feels good. Because right? it's a spectacular and, place to touch. And they also go through that stage of discovering everything, like when they pull their hair yes. or they, their ear or their foot, or the, they discover the everything and they discover that and that then it feels good. to their penises. Oh yeah. Oh my! The pulling and the tugging and the twisting and the inverting and the like. inverting. Oh my lord! It is impressive. Let me just. <laughs> Let me just tell you. And I've like been in like um, groups like, uh, you know, about like whole babies. So people are like talking about boys and their penis and they're like, is this okay? Because it, it looks awful. And everybody's always like, if it hurt, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, they do, wouldn't it. do it. Which is good to remember. But yeah, it's it's pretty impressive what little toddlers <laughs> do when they get their diapers taken off. It's exactly. I know. It's like freedom. Yes. So, you know... I don't want there to be this misconception that we're talking about masturbation equating it to babies. Babies who right. touch themselves are not masturbating. It's not about sex. Like self- they're not ex- even... It's self-exploration. That's it's it. Not and pleasure. Right. It feels good. I don't right. think that there's any adult, no matter what background that you're from, can deny the fact that it mm, is supposed to feel good. Right. If you touch yourself, and that's whether it's three days old or 30 years old. And um, and if it doesn't, then there are other reasons why it maybe doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's physical or emotional or mental or trauma or what have you. But essentially, that's what we, our bodies were made to feel. Right. Um, and so as an adult, being able to know what you like and how you like it is really integral to having a healthy sex life with mm-hmm. another person so that we can ask for what we need. We can, um, you know, be able to give feedback. And some people aren't always comfortable with that, but it's, mm-hmm. it is important. And to be able to know just how to even give ourselves that pleasure and not rely on another person is important for our, our own well-being. Yes. I have found this will be another episode, I promise. I'm not going to get into the details right now, but... I have found that when I explore with myself, I am able to give such good feedback to my husband and he is a really great student <laughs> and it like, it helps, you know, because this, it's a conversation about like what I like versus what he's offering and, and helping us to like discover it together. But it's really hard to tell someone what you want or how you want to be touched if you don't actually if you don't know, know if you haven't tried things yourself so i love that mm-hmm. idea i want to very briefly um and again lots of future episodes to dive in fully but i want to talk about um tantra oh because and i didn't tell you this yet or i didn't talk to you about this yet have you seen the netflix series unwell I have not seen that. They have an episode about Tantra. Oh, I almost texted you, but I didn't. You should. I know. So you should watch it, and then we should do an episode on it, okay. because I know that you um, t- you brought it up to me one of the first times we met, I think. And um, 
I think part of why I bring it up in this conversation of what is sex is that I think there's this like feeling that sex is a means to an end, right? Like it's like sex it's starts with penetration, you know, of whatever choose your penetrating object and your and your, you know, it is it is two parties together for a set amount of time with orgasm for one or both at the end and that is sex. And if you're doing anything other than that, you're not having sex or you're failing or there's something wrong. And I think it's interesting to like kind of open it up to non-sexual touch for sure. But then like this other side of the spectrum, I don't even really know what Tantra is even after watching the episode. Which we will get will, there. You will understand when you see it. Um, but yeah, I would love to. It's an interesting series just going into it. It's it's like they show kind of like one like well-balanced relatively evidence-based like normal practitioner and then they show like the worst of each industry they show like the absolute quacks of each industry Mm -hmm. that are dangerous and practicing dangerously and doing awful things so on uh so the tantra episode has that they have like one person who seems to be the real deal and they have like one guy who's like raping people at sex retreats and it's awful and horrible and it it's it's something that i think um not just in Tantra, but in like a lot of these modalities that are outside of Western medicine, you have because it's not well supported in the mainstream, like there is this um, opportunity for people to get taken advantage of by people who are not doing things safely, which is mm. awful. But I want to talk about Tantra with you. So like what if you could give us like a 30 second, like what is Tantra and how does that and is that part of sex just to kind of like round out the conversation? It can be part of sex and um, something that changed my entire life when I discovered what it was. Um, but in a nutshell, Tantra um, translates to expansion through awareness. Mm-hmm. And there are many different practices that actually fall underneath that umbrella, such as yoga, um, massage therapy, acupuncture, like all of those practices or modalities are to expand our awareness of mm. ourselves, of our bodies, of potentially even spiritually or of the universe. Um, and so sex is just one aspect of that, right? It's also the balance. It also represents the balance of the masculine and feminine, mm. not male and female, the masculine and feminine. Right? So it's really the epitome of yin yang, right? Black, white, light, dark, right? That's really what it's about. It's about finding this balance within ourselves of our masculine and feminine energies. And then if we incorporate another person um, into it, then between those two people. Um, and it utilizes many different yoga tools, really, to be able to. Um, access that it's accessing your sexual energy right Mm -hmm. so like different modalities have um you know uh different words that they use to describe our life force energy right in yoga we say prana Mm -hmm. um right there's chi right so tantra or even goes back to also what our kundalini energy is which Mm -hmm. is our sexual energy that is housed at the base of our spine um, right, but where our sacrum is and Tantra gives us the ability or tantric sex gives us the ability to be able to 
um, connect with that energy and then learn how to what they call transmute it or move it. Mm. Okay, and then that energy can be moved within you and it can be moved also between you and again, another being. Um, And when we experience that, now, I mean, you were talking about like that connection. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. Like the elbow touch. Yeah. (laughs) In Tantra, you don't even, and it's not goal oriented. The goal is connection and the goal is presence and that Mm. type of intimacy. Um, Or at least that's what I would consider it to be, I'm sure other Tantra teachers would have a different definition of what they think the goal is. Um, But it isn't about orgasm. It's not even really about sex. Mm. Sex is only one aspect of it. And if you incorporate Tantra into sex, which I think is what most people, at least Americans... That's the popular culture vision of it. And that was not what I saw on the show. That's good. Yeah, no, it was really powerful. That's good. Yeah, but in our world, in our, at least in America, it is it is very much about that, about tantric sex, and about yeah. Like people... my understanding is like you have tantric sex, you can have like thirty minute orgasms. Correct. Yeah. That's right. But that's it. Like that's well, the entirety. And, and of it. Sting has talked about his practice of tantra of how he can have sex for extended periods of time. And there's the good old movie which I happen to love. American Pie, yes. where um, uh, Finch is that his name? No, I don't remember What's what his, it is. Isn't that his name? Finch, Finchy, or something? Whatever. One okay. of the guys, like in the second movie, he um, waits for Stifler's mom, and at the very yes. end, of the, I won't give it away, but but <laughs> in case you ever want to, I feel it, like people have seen that movie. It's they been probably out for twenty have. years. I don't think you're spoiling it. I'm probably not, but like he basically it's very saves. Of you. It, he basically <laughs> saves himself throughout this whole movie and uh-huh. doesn't masturbate and doesn't have sex and like waits. Yeah. For Stifler's mom at the end of the movie, and then the last scene, I think, was like them going off, and you just hear this big explosive orgasm. Right. Um, And so that's, I think, what the Americanized version of what Tantra is. And that, and and I think in part probably is where it comes from, or those right. places. But that's not at but all what it is. It sounds like it's way more than that. It's so it's so much bigger. It's it's really much bigger than even I think my understanding. Mm-hmm. And I do have years of teaching and training in it with various different tantra teachers that are fairly well known throughout the country too. And so, but I don't even feel as though that even when I talk about it, I feel. Like, I haven't even scratched the surface of it. Um, so Tantra can really bring about a type of connection and intimacy and a seeing of one another that I don't know that most people have without it. Mm. Wow. So it's so far beyond. Yes, can you have, does it have the potential of being able to give you multiple orgasms? Yes. Does it check all those boxes? Yes. Is it like, can you have sex for hours and hours? And when they talk about actually having sex, which is interesting because it goes to what we're talking about, it doesn't necessarily mean intercourse. Right. It means being sexual with your partner, which you can then do for hours and hours and hours. Mm. So, um, So yes, you can have all of that with this practice, but it isn't really what the, is at the essence of it. Awesome. It really, it sounds like a great place to have ended for this because it feels like the theme of this question, what is sex, is it's so much more 
than we traditionally think it is. It is so much more than penetration. It's so much more than goal-oriented, you know, orgasm ending or ending in orgasm, penetrative sex between partners. It can be, it's really about tapping into an energy and, and it's like, it's just, it's, I kind of like in my head it's kind of like well it's kind of anything you want it to be you know and it's it's up to you to decide and I think it'll be really an interesting exploration with this as our baseline for the podcast of like okay when we talk about sex this is what we mean we mean about tuning into your sexuality tuning into your sensuality tuning into your sexualizing like I want to just talk about each of those five circles because that's that's so intriguing to me I want to learn about all of this stuff and I think other people do too I hope so I think I you know I think really being able to look at it as that this is more about like what is sex to me sex is the connection to your own sexual energy and Mm -hmm. then and then whatever you do and then whatever you do with that (laughs) which is right but the way you put it before of how it's you know, penetrative sex and there, there's this perception that it needs to be a penis into a vagina, which we both don't think that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and it needs to end in an orgasm. That's what our society has very much taught us of what sex is supposed to be. And mm-hmm. it's so far from the truth, which is why so many people struggle with it. It sounds so boring and limiting after we talk about all these other great right? things we could do. Because it is. <laughs> It can be. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get into all of it. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks, Caitlin. So we have homework for our listeners. Take it away, Heather. So I think it's a really interesting exercise to talk with other people in your life about what they think sex is and where they learned about it from. Mm. And so I would recommend that if you are partnered up with someone, that this is a really great conversation to have. And I don't even know that, to be honest, if I've even had the conversation with my partner to this, you know, to this degree. Right. Um, so I'm going to even do the homework Me myself. Oh, I'm so excited. And so, you know, go and speak with your partner about like, where did they learn about sex and what kind of messages did they get? about sex from those sources, um, right? It could have been school. Most often it's not. It could be from um, religion or, you know, your parents or from your friends or... So wherever that is, just think about it for yourself. Ask your partner. Um, and if um, and if you're solo, you can talk about it with a friend. Mm. You can even talk about it with your own parents and oh ask goodness. them where they even learned about it from, which will give you a little bit of insight as to um, kind of like the constellation that's been formed Mm. and where your values are derived from and how they even taught you about it. Okay, but hold on a second. (laughs) The homework is go home and talk to your parents about sex. Obviously, you can also talk about it with a partner or a friend or you can journal it. Can you give me a snippet of me calling my mother? And talking about this. Like, what would I say? What's the, what is the prompt? So, hi, mom. I was listening to this amazing podcast by these women, um, Caitlin and Heather. And they were talking about what sex is and all about, like, where we learned about it from and how our values have formed. And so Mm. I just wondered, where did you learn about sex from? Mm. 
Like asking, you could even ask if you're a parent already. I'm just trying to think of like ways in, right? Because once you get in, you can talk about it, but you could even say like, you know, how did you talk to me about it? Mm-hmm. Right? Because they probably have a different perspective of how they talk to us about it yes. than how we experience that Excellent conversation. point. Excellent point. Yeah. My mother, I definitely had a conversation with her about sex. And I remember, I guess she explained like penis into vagina, which is why that's my image of sex, right? And I remember looking at her, I think I was like 10 years old, and I looked at her and I went, you did that twice? <laughs> Very appropriate response. I was I was clearly horrified at the idea. And still, I'm a little horrified. I enjoy it. But like, when you take away the emotion and the drive and the all, like, it's kind of gross. But that's maybe a different episode. Um, yeah, so I wonder like what that was like for her to be having that conversation with me. Excellent. Yeah. And then my father. Oh, I'm doing. Well, okay. So I'm doing this, but I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to my husband. Um, my father, I remember, um, sat us down like McDonald's because that's where we would like visit him. They were divorced. And he um, just like told us that sex feels really good. And I'm not going to tell you not to have sex, but just do it safe. Just have safe sex. Okay. And I, was like, I respect okay, that, Dad. Cool. And meanwhile, I think he was saying it for my older brother's sake. And I'm just like, this and little you were kid, there. like, okay, safe sex, whatever the hell that means. I don't exactly. even know. I knew yet. But yeah, such a funny little, it's such, I think it's something that people dread talking about with their kids. So it's interesting now to kind of flip it. Call it, call your parents. Call your parents. Forget it. Don't journal. Just call, call your parents if you have your parents. But if you don't have your parents yes. or if you don't have somebody else to talk to, then we want yes. to encourage you to journal about it awesome. and just to be reflective. Yes. And if you want to, you can uh, tag us and post about it and maybe post a video with what your parents said or what your partner said and tag Be Her Village and Sea Change Holistic Wellness Center. And we'll talk about it next week.